0: How did this get played? Choose your podcaster. I'm Nick.
1: I do my best to keep the show on topic. My jump height is average.
2: I'm Matt. I'm the heart and soul of the show, and if you're just trying to have a nice time, then stick with me. My jumping height, small.
0: I'm Heather. Uh, My powers include eating garbage while making eye contact. I can urinate in a Gatorade bottle and keep most of it off my hands. I have all my toes. I can hide a necklace in a place you wouldn't expect. I have wrists where my ankles should be. I can see heat signatures like the Predator, but only on people's genitals. I wear a dress. I can wear a shoes. I can drink mustard if you squeeze the bottle into a juice. My jumping height is 13 feet. Please pick me. <laughs> <laughs> we throw out old mechanics and throw vegetables in throwback NES platformer Super Mario Brothers 2 as Mario continues on How did this get to played? <laughs>
1: Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and wow, that's interesting video games of all time. <laughs> the third W was by at NerdLink. Submit yours at GetPlayedPod, hashtag WWW. I'm a fourth W, Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell.
0: I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca.
2: Let's-a-go, everyone. It's-a-me, Matt Apodaca.
0: <laughs> let us go everyone. And welcome back. Welcome back, Bucket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Edge, in a Bowser voice. <laughs> uh, guys, Super Mario continues, Reach uh, approaches the flagpole that will mark its conclusion. Wow. As we explore the worst and weirdest games in the Mario franchise. We get this episode and I think one more episode after this. That's right. But before we get into that, we'll first briefly discuss a game we're enjoying lately. Before we descend into gaming hell, let's first spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, cue us up. Go for it, Heather.
0: All right, so this isn't an advertisement, and I want to make that clear because I'm about to talk about a product, which is I got the backbone controller for my iPhone, which is like a snap on. I drew a picture three years ago when the Switch came out or four years ago when the Switch came out, and I was like, drew a picture of the Switch controllers on the sides of an iPhone. And I was like, if you make this, it will fix my pain or or, (laughs) whatever. I don't remember what I get. Uh, but um, the backbone's like a, a, a snap-on controller for your iPhone that works on any of the iPhones. And you can play the, the Apple Arcade games on it or Sonic, which is the first thing I tested because you, you, you get an immediate sense of like, oh, this isn't this has too much lag or it's too slow or whatever. It makes your iPhone into the fanciest video game machine that has ever existed. My iPhone was more expensive than a Switch. I assume everybody's is. Um, but I love it. And I can't wait to play Fantasian on it. I, like as soon as I get out of the swamp of Valhalla. Oh, time's up. Okay. <laughs> Can I say something about that, by the way? Yes, mm. please. Last night I hit the level cap in Valhalla. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm level 426.
1: Mm-hmm. And Kind of an arbitrary cap.
0: Okay, like, sure. Like <laughs> man, I, make it four fifty. <laughs> make it four
1: twenty-five, four twenty-six. What are you doing?
0: They give you mastery points. I haven't leveled up past this, so I don't know if this is just something that continues and you continue to level up. But mm-hmm. like, I the game is—I set the game on the hardest difficulty. Everything is easy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a walking god. Still,
2: <laughs>
0: I'm still only I think halfway through the trophies and seventy percent done with the game.
1: Man. Wow. That's a lot of content. That's too much.
0: That's what the complaint has been, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's rumors that the next one, because now I'm an AC head, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, that the next one's going to be more streamlined and linear, which I won't be a fan of. Mm -hmm. I'll tell -hmm. you right now. I won't play that game. I don't care where they set it. Although I have a couple settings that I would would go play.
2: Yeah, I think you'd play. Maybe like a futuristic city in the year uh, 2077, maybe. Do you think they could do that? Do you think they could maybe th- th- they could do like a, like a game set like that in the future? I
0: don't. I, I'm not sure what the angle here on the joke is, but I, I agree with your. Joke. I don't
2: know. I don't know either. Don't, yeah. Good <laughs> job.
0: Good job on the joke.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, like maybe they could do. Maybe they can make it. Yeah, Excellent. let Matt finish
0: his pitch. Yeah. Okay. Great.
2: Maybe they'll just make Cyberpunk. Is I think is what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh-huh,
0: good. Okay. Good. Got it. Great. Look,
2: I don't know why I said it. <laughs>
0: I don't
1: know. <laughs> None of us know, but we enjoyed it.
0: Great. H- can I pitch a Can I pitch a time that it should be? I think it should be yeah. gangs of New York time. Oh, I that's think it fine. should be. I think that would be a fun AC. I think that you'd be, like run, running around and like scaling early buildings in New York City, and like you're like trying to stop Bill the Butcher, except it's not Bill the Butcher. You, you get the idea. Mm-hmm.
2: Boy, I'm walking here. <laughs> I got a question. <laughs>
0: what the fuck? All right.
2: Fully
1: redeemed for, for the earlier <laughs> bit. Let's introduce our guest. He's a writer and comedian for Rick and Morty and Marvel. His issue of Miles Morales Spider-Man is available now. Cody Ziegler is back. Hi, Cody.
3: Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me back, uh, everyone. Uh, Matt, I you did redeem me with that. Oi, we're walking here. Great job. Hey, Great dismount. So <laughs> Love to see it.
1: Very, very good. Um, Zig, I have to ask you, as someone who's written for the character, what do you think of the game Spider-Man Miles Morales?
3: Oh my god, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't want to derail the entire episode, but I will say it's probably one of my favorite games. Like, I think I've yelled about it a little bit wow. in even in the the Rick and Morty room. But like, my favorite thing about it, besides just being based off a great a great character, and like, I thought the original Spider-Man for PS4 was fantastic as well. But my favorite implementation for this is like they have a special suit. They have the into the spider-verse suit, which yes. when you unlock it, has a special like filter that plays it at I think at like thirty frames per second and the game plays at sixty frames per second. So like it's like you're playing like you have like you're playing into the spider-verse, which to me is so much fun. Like I'd go to the top of like the Avengers building, I'd do like the little swan dive off, I'd be playing Sunflower by <laughs> uh by my boy Post Malone, and then like I would just <laughs> swing through the city as like Spider-Verse models. It was so fun, so freeing. And like just having um just having him be in that part of Harlem, like Spanish Harlem, where like there's a bunch of black people, a bunch of Latinx people. And it's like it just feel, it's like when I go to New York, like that's the New York that I am most familiar with. Like, I don't spend that much time in Manhattan. um, But like it was it was just like a it's really it's such an easy, an easy like win. just hey, if we just put, you know, representation in things and like have the story right. be built around that. It's so much more enjoyable for more people. And like uh, it's one of my favorite games. I'm going to I'm definitely going to go back and, and replay it now that. um. Now that I have a PS5,
0: oh, you're gonna love it on the PS5. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love it. Yeah, it's I'm such excited. a good game.
3: It's great. I, I I can't wait.
1: Have you? What have you been playing? You you mentioned the PS5. I know mm-hmm. yours had to go in for service for a bit.
3: Yeah, I uh, you know I did. I I tried to choke down uh, Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> and I I'm not saying it did. This happened, but my PlayStation did stop working after I played it for like two hours. Uh, oh, yeah. So like it was in service, but I got it back. Um, I've been playing a lot of. I mean, look, it's a it's a free to play game. It's called Gundam Battle Operations Two. It's it's not great in any means, but I play it literally every single day. Uh, it's a fantastic if you're into Gundams and you're into free games that like sort of kind of work and have a lot of jank to it and a lot of soul. I highly recommend that. It's it's a great um like but like I've been noticing that I've just been playing more um more of like just PS4 updated games for PS5. Like I haven't really played too many games outside of Spider Man and Spider and uh, or not Spider Man um Cyberpunk. For the PS5, but I would make a lot of use out of the um the uh the PlayStation now or whatever that was called. Like you can go back and rent game or buy old games. So like I've been doing, been going back through God of War, then you God of War. Uh, Oh yeah, I started. That's like so good. Uh, It's so great, so fun. Uh, And I've been doing Control. (laughs) Have either either anyone played Control? It's like uh, you're like this lady in this weird like X Files type federal you know, goober building where, like, you have a bunch of weird things going on. It's it's fun. It's got some nice atmosphere.
0: I, uh, I've talked to before on this podcast about how I just didn't kind of like control. I didn't <laughs> get into it. Couldn't figure out why. Played it all the way through and was like, huh, it's such a weird experience because everybody, like, what yes. is it? What is it about control that, like, grabs you? Like, it, 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 what what, what, when you think about, when I think about Valhalla, I'm like, I can't wait to go to a new town and steal everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) when when you think about control what is the thing that you can't wait to do when you get into the game
3: i you know to your point i won't say that i'm grabbed by it like that i'm also only like an hour and so in i will say like i do like like the aesthetics of it like i like Mm -hmm. the lighting like i like the cinematics of it uh i'm not the biggest fan of like the live action stuff like that's still i don't know if it's Mm. just a holdover from being like an old curmudgeon but like like i just have flashbacks to like bad like live action in video games as a kid like that so right. sticks out with me but like i think i'm most intrigued by like just the lore of it all like it reminds me of um i think it's called like C C S P or whatever there's some like um some like online C- like csi form- you're
0: thinking yeah. of csi yeah, it, it always <laughs> yes. happens like, yeah
3: there's like some like i think it's called csp or foundation or something like that but it's like this uh it's almost like a wikipedia for people making up like like um new lore like slender man stuff and like it seems like it's very heavily based off that or like influence from that as far as like there's a wristwatch that you put on it. And it makes you go through time or like here's a playing deck that lets you levitate, like all that sort of weird X-Files, high strangeness stuff I really enjoy. Um, but like I said, I'm only like an hour and a half in. So like I don't know if that's going to start to wear thin once I hit fucking hour 20 or however long this game ends up being.
1: Uh I mentioned this because CSI was brought up. This is completely disconnected. <laughs> oh, here we go. But oh no. <laughs> I brought this up I brought this up on another podcast and I it, this is just to I, I don't know. I, it, this is just a little bit of of trivia trivia that I love. So in 1999 these two writers, Anthony Zucker and Dustin Lee Abraham write this direct-to-video movie called The Runner. And it's like this. It's kind of like a rounders. It's like a, you know, a a, a kind of heist movie, gambling movie set in Vegas. These guys, these these writing partners split up. One of them, Anthony Zucker, goes on to create CSI. The other of them, Dustin Lee Abraham goes on to write the Method and Red pot comedy How High <laughs> what a split <laughs> what divergent careers
2: I think the CS
3: guy, back was, guy was holding him back to be honest with you like he's probably had that for a while <laughs>
2: like, this
3: story needs to be told
1: um, I know it's not a mecha game but I, I but the talking about free to play games and the anime aesthetic uh, Genshin Impact I know a lot of people were playing did you ever yeah. mess around with that
3: no but I, I've always I think like i always just saw tweets about how people dump so much money into it like that made yes. me nervous because now that i have disposable income again like i could very easily see myself spending money to get like a, a giant pink mech i don't know if that's in the game but in my mind mind's eye that's what i see so like i try to stay away from like gotchas like that where like i know that i'm just right. gonna be like i know the gameplay loop is gonna be me fucking chucking in 50 bucks every other day to like get the shiniest sword so like i haven't played it but i know that if i did i'd, I'd, I'd fall right down i'll get sucked right down into that
1: in hindsight i hate how much real money i spent on fucking hearthstone packs back <laughs> when i was playing that it's it's so fun like i'm just like why did i do that it was such a money sink i spent easily twice as much as you would on just a retail game playing this game that i honestly i never enjoyed i was just <laughs> mad all the time playing this uh, ostensibly free-to-play card game With a bunch of trolls online.
3: Yeah, I I don't know. know. Why did I do it? I I find myself like I've spent $10, I think, on that Avengers game that came out that. Yes. I wanted to be great, but was not, unfortunately. But like there's like a one costume for Thor that I thought was really dope. And I was like, you know what? I'll spend the $10. But after that, like I I really can't see myself sinking in more money if I've already paid 60 bucks for a game. And like that's been my luckily that's been my governor for not just like being sucked down into uh, the money pit that is like gotcha games for sure
0: i I, i've said i've said before on the podcast that i bought the dog in valhalla so i could (laughs) ride a dog which
2: was
0: (laughs) i think my first ever mount dlc the game that i spent the most amount of money on is either pokemon go or Mm. uh final fantasy record keeper which was just like an open Pit that you would toss, yes. like you'd be like ninety nine cents. Sure, why not? Like I would never want to see my financial records uh, <laughs> uh, on that game because I'd be like, oh god, I spent six hundred dollars, one dollar at a time, or something. Like mm-hmm. it was just, mm-hmm. it's a great way to make money. We should all make a game, guys. <laughs> <Nice. laughs>
1: Loot boxes in particular.
0: <laughs> I don't know if game companies have this idea in their head, but they should do it they should just change yes. it all like imagine for this week's game if there were additional characters that you could dlc who wouldn't mm. who wouldn't buy bowser as a super mario 2 add-on oh i just gave the game away
1: <laughs> imagine if at the end of each stage when you're using coins to gamble for extra lives if you could use actual currency Wow. people
0: would do that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah people would for sure spend real dollars to earn extra lives in this week's game super mario brothers 2 uh before we get into this zig, i do want to ask since this is super mario do you have any history with the mario franchise
3: oh absolutely you know like i my i had a nes when i was a kid that my dad played much more than me Um, uh, but like i distinctly remember playing i had the um mario duck hunt combo uh cartridge oh, yes. so like I would yeah. spend, uh, I would make it through exactly two rounds of the duck hunt before losing. And then I would, uh, I would like, you know, I would lick my wounds by going to play Mario. But I would never <laughs> make it past, was the third world the underwater level? Which one was the? World 2, I
1: think. Was the world two, when but I never made it past
3: World 2. It's like, yeah. that's as far as I got in Mario. But, like, I would always play them. And, like, even even the original Super Mario or Mario Brothers 2, like, uh, me and my cousin would, I distinctly remember going to Showtime Video and renting this game at least twice a month. So, like, we would always play it. We would never get oh, past, wow. like, the fifth level. And, like, I've always like I've always checked in with Mario. Like, he's usually the only reason I would buy, like, a Nintendo system is because, like, he, there's going to be a Mario game on it. And, um, like, N64 was probably the one I put the most amount of hours in, 60, Mario 64. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
1: Which we discussed last week on the podcast, and we all played. And I'm still playing, and it so holds
0: up it's, it's of, excellent it's one of those excellent games game. where every
3: time there's a new version released i always buy it like it's either it's yeah. for the ds or the switch like i'm just gonna i just i'm always gonna go back to it
1: uh i was te- we were texting this me and matt and heather off off pod texting it off pod <laughs> off no pod. we were texting on pod you fucking idiot oh my we we're texting Uh-oh. on the podcast oh, no. what is the next half that? hour the i'm sorry is just uh, yeah, just yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we were having a conversation off the podcast about like it it, it would take as ma- as much resources as making a full game is the issue because it's such an old game and there's there's you know I, I i don't know how many of the assets still exist how much of the source code still exists but it but super mario 64 in fucking 4k <laughs> ten, or you know like like give, give us yeah. a fucking just rebuild it from from scratch give us that ex- in like insanely polished just remaster uh and with some control tweaks Mm -hmm. to to fit modern conventions and and i mean i i and some ui tweaks and it would be i would be incredible it'd probably be the best game released that calendar year
3: they pull it off and they would (laughs) they would take the streets and say that with great temerity (laughs) well it's 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 i've been thinking about this a lot lately just like how like even if you were to set every mario game side by side like they are so completely different in the static and gameplay wise that it's it's almost it's so interesting that Nintendo is is able to keep such a fresh lifeline in this in this franchise like like do like if you could draw a, a line from like Mario like Mario the regular Mario Brothers like the arcade game to like Super Mario World to like Mario Odyssey or Galaxy or whatever like it they can like the same game like it's it's yes like, I'm, I'm so uh intri- intrigued by like their philosophy when it comes to like working with this character.
1: It's, it's a path that keeps, like, kind of branching off, but then mm. they find ways for the branches to rejoin the main yeah. line. And, like, one of the biggest divergences is this week's game, Super Mario Bros. 2, which didn't even begin as a Mario game.
0: That's right. Super Mario Bros. 2 is a platform video game that was released in North America in October 1988. Other games that came out that year include Mega Man 2, Dragon Quest 3, Final Fantasy 2, Ninja Gaiden uh and in Japan Super Mario Brothers 3 yes see Super Mario Brothers 2 Mario Madness was actually a reskinned version of Doki Doki Panic a family computer disk system game meant to tie in with Fuji Television's Media Technology Expo and they reskinned it uh wrote new music with uh Koji Kondo in the driver's seat and made it into a Mario game unlike Super Mario Brothers 1. Super Mario Brothers 2 features four different protagonists. Each of them has special powers. For example, Luigi jumps very high and very far. Uh, Or no, jumps very high. Mario jumps very far. Princess Toadstool can float. And Toad's strength allows him to pick up items quickly. I would love to read a little bit from the uh, instruction booklet here to set the stage for what is Super Mario Brothers 2. For what is... For what is super, what is it? For what yes. it is. What is it?
3: What it do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One night, Mario had a strange dream. He found himself climbing a long staircase leading up to a mysterious door. Opening the door, Mario's eyes fell upon an cred- incredible world unlike anything he'd ever seen. A quiet vo- voice spoke to Mario saying, Welcome to Subcon, the land of dreams. Our once beautiful world now suffers at the hands of the evil wart. Please help us. Only you can free us from his tyranny. Oh, and remember one thing wart hates vegetables. (laughs) That's right. So, this game takes place in Mario's subconscious. It is a dream, and that's fucking crazy. (laughs) That's the framing for it. But this, but you know, this being a game
1: of its era. The manual gives is the only thing that gives you any context for the story. The manual and then the ending in the game. If you just play the game, you just boot it up. It does not explain anything. Like you have to read that little bit of text to to understand what what the setting is.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll also also say yeah. Also. It's, as far as I know, the only game that just starts you off in the sky. Like, (laughs) you
2: just dropped
0: off. (laughs) I love it. Like, your first action is falling. Like fucking
3: Fortnite. (laughs) You're just dropping in, baby.
1: We should talk about the characters real quick because this is the first Mario where you could have where there were multiple player characters. Uh, you could play as Luigi and, you know, Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers mm. as player, too. But it was like not it was just a it was just Mario in a different uh, palette here. It's it, like they all have different attributes as Heather detailed. But also, I think this game establishes the important precedent that in a Mario game where there are multiple selectable characters, multiple playable characters Mario himself sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's trash. The
1: least fun character for sure in this game.
3: As a kid, I, I I always picked Luigi because I thought he looked cool because he was green and also he was tall. But like yeah. Isma, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's important for me. Uh, but <laughs> through this recent playthrough, I found myself sticking with Mario because I saw it, I saw him as like he's like the Ryu of the uh, of the street of the game, you know. He's like he's going to be right. well balanced, like he's going to not gonna have any bells or whistles. So like I can just like I know that I can play as this particular way without any flourishes and get through the game. And in hindsight, I'm like, man, I should have just fucking picked Luigi again so he could float around yeah. and be cool. You made it harder on yourself.
1: Uh, but I admire that.
0: As a lifelong Luigi hater. Oh, wow. I never played as Luigi <laughs> when I had <laughs> access to this game as a child. Never. Like, I, I hated the way he moved and I couldn't stand his legs.
3: This is starting to seem I very was- personal.
0: I w- I can't stand them. I wish he'd stop showing them off. Like nobody wants to see him. But uh, so I always pick Toad because I found the picking up of vegetables frustrating, and I wanted it to happen faster. So I would just right. pick Toad in order to get through that part. This time, I played as Luigi, and let wow. me tell you, it feels like a weird game if you if you just play as Luigi. Like it's like. <laughs> like imagine that this game was released with only Luigi and it's an <laughs> insane locomotion that you're like expected to engage in every level where like also he just jumps for fore- like there's no like minor jump with him. He no. jumps for forever every time he jumps. It's like the whole game takes place on the moon for him.
1: <laughs> and he's spinning his legs like as he he's jumps. Disgusting, like he's disgusting.
0: His disgusting legs keep saying yeah. go ahead F- flailing
1: his his foul legs uh <laughs> like he's on a spin uh, spin cycle it's really like it, it, I, I don't know i i like controlling luigi i also always like playing luigi as a lifelong luigi mm. i always liked playing luigi as a kid uh, and I messed around with all the characters in this playthrough, but I returned to I, I end up landing on Peach because I always liked Peach's floating mechanic, which mm. gets established and then retained in Super Smash Brothers. And, uh, and and it is fun. And it does also give you a little bit more wiggle room, a little more room for error, because this is a fairly challenging platformer.
3: Yeah, I got my fucking ass whipped like <laughs> like I was I think I, I don't know if I sent Matt a text or I tweeted, but like it's. It's like the hardest game I've played in uh many years, and like I I made often use of the quick save feature. I feel like I was back playing like fucking Duke Nukem as a kid, just like every time, right. literally every time the screen would like scroll to a new place, and I saw like a dangerous looking gap. I like quick save because I ain't trying to do this shit again. Like uh, and uh, I don't. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this, but like that the boss fight. The first one when you found the the Mauser, I think it's the name, the guy that that throws bombs like I probably died uh, seven to ten times before I even got him to like his second second hit before the third hit. Like it's 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 wild how bad I am at this game. And I couldn't imagine. I don't know if I had more patience as a kid, but like now I'm just like, I I can't do this for I can't I can't go another round with this guy. And he comes back and like level five, get out of here.
1: (laughs) What what I think it was is a combination of of. I don't know I don't know if it's if it's more patience but maybe more it might be more patience whatever whatever a kid has where you just mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of like that stubborn refusal to quit on something and and then also just more time and fewer yeah. games like I like I could boot up my steam library and play one of like 60 games if I did if I was just like I'm bored by this I'll play something else I got so much other shit to play that's probably underestimating it and, uh, or I could get, go into any fucking e shop and download something else. Back then it was like, oh, I got Super Mario Brothers 2 for Christmas. This is my game for the next three months. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and so I finished Super Mario Brothers 2 as a kid. Oh, wow. Uh, and, um, a, a, a couple of times it, it is, and and replaying it now, I had also replayed it as, uh, when it came out as Super Mario Advance for the Game Boy Advance. And replaying it now, like, like some of it was still in muscle memory. Other of it was like, oh, yeah, this is a little challenging. I have to use save states a little bit to get through this in a timely fashion. Uh, but uh, like the mouse boss fight, I will say, generally speaking, I think all the boss fights in this game are a lot of fun. I yeah. think they're all I, I think Birdo, who you mm-hmm. fight repeatedly and Birdo heightens, you know, at first is shooting eggs that you have to jump on and, and fling back. Um, and then ultimately is shooting like fireballs and you have to find other ways uh, it's, I like, I, I like the Birdo fights and I like the fights with like Mouser and, and Tri-Cli- Tri-Clyde, rather. Uh, Ber- and uh, yeah.
0: Birdo, Birdo fights with Luigi are so dangerous because like, he's like, <laughs> you jump, like you have to, you have to jump when Birdo throws the egg. Like it's, it's like, it's like a, a right. major league baseball version of like swinging a bat. Like you have to <laughs> jump immediately. And then like. He's wiggling all over the place in the sky, and the only points of like contact for like like getting damaged are in the front of the back of the egg. Like mm. it's it's like playing on hard mode when you're playing Birdo with Luigi.
1: Princess Toadstool, uh by easy. contrast, pretty easy. Because yeah, you just yeah. you can release that float at any time. Uh, yeah. I
0: should
3: have gone with Peach. Like I had such a I got my ass whooped. It's 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 embarrassing how how bad I am at this game. But I will say there was a point, Nick, you, you were talking about like, maybe we had more patience as a kid. There was a moment when I was like, I think you had to like jump. There's a section where you have to like jump on like ladybugs going up and down like little palm trees, to like, and then, like, jump on, like, fish that are jumping out of the water to, like, get across the stage. Yes. I did. There was a moment when I got to that, like, dying, like, three or four times that, like, I found myself channeling, like, seven-year-old me. where like, all right, I got to figure out the timing. And, like, now, like, I'm, like, on right. the edge of my seat, like, if I'm going to, like, make the jump or, like, the, <laughs> the hit boxes are, like, if you land, like, one, like, quarter of a pixel off, like, you just slip off. And, like, it was, it was fun, like, getting that, like, childlike wonder back when playing a game that I haven't had in probably, at this point, 20, 25 years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still play a good number of platformers and I, you know, and a lot of them have kind of a throwback difficulty. One we did pretty recently on the podcast was Super Meat Boy. And uh, like it is, I will say it's super satisfying in any platformer. And and definitely this game hits on that when you are when you get that sequence, you get in that flow state and you have that sequence Mm -hmm. of like I have to nail these half dozen jumps in sequence uh, precisely or I have to fail and do the whole thing again. Like, like this has a lot of platforming uh, c- uh, scenarios like that. I do want to talk about difficulty real quick because, so part of the reason for this game's existence, Super Mario Brothers Two, is that they had another Super Mario Brothers Two in Japan, which was eventually domestically re released, uh, re released in the U.S. as Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Uh, that is widely considered to be the hardest Mario game ever. And so they had this game. It's pretty much a direct sequel. It's pretty much just more of the same of Super Mario Brothers one, just with a, a with a, a plussed up difficulty level and some new elements like sometimes they're poison mushrooms, hmm. which are real. Fuck you. So you just you're <laughs> trying to get a mushroom and it ends up killing you. Um, but so 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 that game exists and they're like basically this is too hard for for north america we need to come up with a new game and that thus this game was born
0: i you know i've i've been familiar with that as like the the legend of super yes. mario brothers 2 usa uh but i read somewhere in my research for this game that it was the length of time that Super Mario Brothers 2, the Lost Levels had been out in Japan and how much the rest of platforming had developed in in that amount of time while that game was uh, released and in Japan and unreleased here, that it was also part of the consideration was not the difficulty, but just that it would seem like a bummer that you'd be (laughs) like, oh, it's just more Mario levels Mm. as opposed to like an expansion on the franchise or like an addition or a change. And so I think somewhere I read that Nintendo of America was like, we got to um, we got to we got to add some we got to add some stuff. We got to do something different.
1: Well, aesthetically, this game looks a lot better than Super Mario Brothers one. I mean, like it's it's just like a higher level of graphical fidelity. It just it just everything looks a little better. Uh, and I'm yeah, so I'm sure that was a factor as well. I do have a little bit of history with Super Mario Brothers two Japan, which is that Great. My brother's uh, best friend growing up, one of his best friends growing up, uh, lived around the the corner from us and we would go to his house and uh, he was Japanese and his parents were Japanese immigrants and he had a Japanese Famicom. Oh hell And yeah. th- that was my first experience with a home console was playing a Japanese Famicom before the NES was even out in the US. And one of the games he had was Super Mario Brothers 2 and I just remember it being so like so fucking hard, just <laughs> unbelievably hard. And also I had the disorienting thing because I'm either like the the oldest millennial or the youngest Gen Xer. I like I'm kind of right on that cusp, but I'm in the age range where like we didn't quite have the Internet growing up. We had we got dial up like when I was in middle school, like that's when we started to have the Internet. So there wasn't there was a period of my life where you just wouldn't know stuff right away. And we learned about the like Super Mario Brothers two, the existence from a Nintendo Power magazine we got in the mail and it's on the (laughs) cover. And you just like I just remember getting me and my brother getting home and, and looking through our mail and we had a new issue of Nintendo Power that had that said Super Mario Brothers Super Mario 2 on the cover. And we're like, like there's oh, part two's coming out and then you open it up and you're flipping through it and it's complete, a completely different game. It's a completely different art style. And then just being so confused as to what happened. Like, wait, Super Mario Brothers 2 does exist and there's no way to get information on this in this time. It's just a mystery that we have for like five years. Like what <laughs> happened to Super Mario Brothers 2? Why is it a different game now?
3: i just think having a similar thought when i was like when the first time we booted it up because we had i don't know which version you guys played for the reap for the replay or whatever but i did the all star it's a super mario all-stars version um because that's the version i played as a kid like i distinctly remember like you know you'd play that we played the first one and then like we booted up the second one we were like is this did, did we just have to stroke like this game seems like a completely different like a completely different <laughs> art style than what i we were used to yes. and, like there's like curtains are opening up and like you're pulling up and like whacking bad guys with with like shy guys with like turnips and shit. We're like, what is going on here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, it's the fundamental the fundamental attack of Super Mario Brothers is jump onto something. Yeah, and on this yes. you jump on something and you just ride around on it. Like,
1: <laughs> thank you for bringing it like, up. Yes, yeah.
0: it's it's a weird. It's I mean that to change the core gameplay mechanic in your second game is wild, and yeah. then for that to also never come back forever <laughs> like now mario jumps on stuff and kills it but maybe maybe like because this is his subconscious let's do a little um okay headcanon here which is that maybe he has an immense guilt that when he touches things they die mm-hmm. so right. in his dream state when he jumps on something <laughs> it's fun for both of them
3: <laughs> and also what more way to like what more poetic way to like kill something than by taking something from mother earth and then throwing it mm. to them you know <laughs> right
0: <laughs> change the subject real hard real quick and talk about the box art for this game sure so super mario 3 has the best box art of all time super mario 1 very just like standard box art in fact i think it had like a um the the nes default like back when they thought all the games would have sort of the same box and mm. then the art inside the box mm-hmm. super yeah. mario brothers 2 I'm gonna, I'm gonna share my screen here okay so here's my share And here's the uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 logo. Do you guys notice anything about this fucking box that I have noticed and now I cannot unsee?
1: Uh, Mario's holding a vegetable. He's leaping through the air. It says Super Mm -hmm. Mario 2 Brothers Mario Madness. Yeah. Clouds in the background.
0: His front leg is coming out of his dick.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. His, his leg
0: is not hinged in the correct area. It's oh, yeah. like if you yeah. it's just straight out of the center of his body. <laughs> well, it's a
1: dream.
3: Yeah,
0: it's a <laughs> dream. Things are weird.
3: <laughs> Did you see Inception? Come on, Heather.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is anatomically impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um it's uh, I guess we should talk about some of the other mechanics. The oh, I, I want to talk about this. You mentioned that you can't stopping on stomping on enemies uh, is out. You ride them instead. There are a lot of enemies that, or there are several enemies that get introduced in this game that become just a staple of subsequent Mario's, including mm-hmm. Bob-ombs, which have a pretty different character design, but they they're in there. Uh, pokies, the cactuses, mm-hmm. and shy guys, all omnipresent in the Mario franchise.
3: Oh, this is the this is where the shy guys were were. Oh, I didn't know that because I yeah. as I was playing through, I was like, oh, it's cool seeing that they that they reworked these sprites to look like little shy guys. I didn't know that was the origin story for them.
1: No, I, I don't know if they were in Doki Doki Panic, but they mm-hmm. were. I think actually, i I think most of the enemies were just retained. I think they changed oh, some cool. of the items and then changed the player characters, but I, I don't think they uh, they changed the enemies. Those enemies just ended up being reintegrated into the Mario canon.
3: I don't know. Speaking just this is one gameplay mechanic that's that jumped out at me because it was driving me fucking mad. But like the hitboxes for the bombs that you have to throw, like there's this one section in one level where like you have to like they're like these little like um, destructible like rocks that you can blow up with with the bombs. And like I could never unless you put the bomb right next to it, like that's the only way that you could blow it up. So if you're like, yeah, you know, if you're like three pixels off, like the hitbox just doesn't hit the bomb and explode. So like there was like one section where I probably spent fifteen to sixteen different times just like running, tossing the bomb, making picking up again, putting it right next to it, getting blown up, and having to redo it over and over again because the hitboxes just like weren't registering those 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 bomb blasts
2: Ugh.
1: um it is one of the yeah, it is one of the annoying things in this game, some of the and there's a lot of bomb, like there's a lot of sections where you got to blow something up with a bomb. Some of them you have to time it, like yeah. you have to drop it and it has to blow up at the right position and there's a limited number of bombs. That's a pain in the ass. So yeah, there are some, there are some little frustrations uh, like that for sure.
0: I am an impatient player and anytime that that would happen, I would just hold the bomb and run. Like, <laughs> like, I would, I, like I'd be like, I don't give a shit about my health. I just want to, I don't want to have to time this. It frustrates me to time this, like that that first like warp zone that you can do, and I think level one one or one two, where you like and jump past an enemy and then drop down and throw a bomb at a, a brick wall so that you can go down a pipe and skip to Birdo, right? Yes. That I never, never in my life have I timed that in, in with <laughs> any, like I've never cared about it. It's just a meat. Like I'll just stand, and when the bomb starts flashing, I jump. And then blow up the wall without having to worry about shit. That's what I like. That's how I play. That's my style.
1: Um, I have to get it exactly right. Yeah. So I'll
0: I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll sink a lot of time into that. The uh, I we there, you talked about the warp zone and this is another thing in this game the potions which for yeah. were maddening as a kid and. So you, you basically, you pull a potion, if we haven't made this clear, and if you're not familiar with the game, there's there's all sorts of sprouts in the, the ground, like throughout, there's all sorts of like, just sort of radish? Like little, sprigs, like little sprigs of radish, yeah. Uh, you pull those up, and it's usually a vegetable, but sometimes it's an item, sometimes it's a one-up, sometimes it's a shell you can throw, and sometimes it is a potion. If you pull up a potion, you can throw the potion, and a door spawns. If you go through the door, you go to a dark silhouette world that sometimes has power ups in it and where the radishes you pull up instead become coins. And sometimes there's a there's if you position it correctly, there's a mushroom which gives you an extra heart, which is huge for progression. But as the game goes, like there will be things like, oh, you have to make sure you have to blow up this section of wall first before you throw the potion or else you or else when you go to the dark world, you will see that the mushroom is trapped on the other side of it. And it's just out of reach. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always I kind of Heather, you hate puzzles, but yep. I, kinda, I always kind of like this. I thought, I thought it was like a fun element in this game, figuring out what exactly you had to do to make sure that you get that power up.
0: First off, I want to say the potions, there is no way to know that sometimes you can like grab a potion and go down a pipe or a vase or whatever the fuck it is. And there'd be something else in the dark world inside like your positioning of the potion deployment. The only way that you can learn this is either through a game magazine or infinite trial and error. And you know what? That's not a puzzle. That's a fuck you. That's what I say. (laughs) That's not that's not fun. Don't. What are you going to say, Nick? I think sometimes, I think
1: sometimes as you start playing it, yes, there are some where it's like, oh, it's just trial and error. Oh, I just have to fail this to, to see how to do it right the next time. But there are other ones where you can find in their environmental cues where you can say like, hmm, wait, there's a potion right here, and then there's a there's a mushroom block that's blocking this gap kind of arbitrarily. I bet I have to remove this mushroom gap before I go into the door. Like there are ones you can you can deduce. and I think those are pretty fun.
3: I, it's funny because I actually remember that specific one that you're referencing, Nick. And my first thought was like, I was Mario. It's so, like, how the fuck do I remove this block? I can't even, can't even jump that high. If you were, if I had picked Luigi, could I have jumped up and like moved that block?
1: I think you still have to do it first, but oh. I, maybe honestly, honestly, I like the, the, the movement ranges for the characters who can jump further are pretty like, it, it, it opens up the game a lot. Well, I there's this Luigi next time
0: the squatting electric jump. Oh yes. Wait, what? The squatting electric jump. If you squat for long enough, you start Wait. turning electric, and then you jump twice as high.
3: Are you fucking? Are you serious? Oh, are you boy. serious,
0: Dig? I didn't know. I didn't are know. Are you that. serious? Oh,
3: man. I fucking choked down five levels of this, and I didn't know that you could do a super <laughs> jump. Are you kidding me?
1: I'm more impressed by your achievement now.
2: You, you really <laughs> have <struggled> yourself.
3: Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's this is one of those things that's only in the manual. Oh my god, I did not know that. I've. Yeah. I've Jeez, I, I spent so much fucking time trying to jump from, like, a little bed bug enemy to, like, get to, like, the next level to jump to something else. And I could I could have done a super jump the entire time. God damn.
0: Yeah, you, you got to squat. You start to, sh- sh- like, electric glow. And then you jump twice as high no matter what character you are, uh, which also allows non-Luigi characters to reach certain heights that only Luigi can r- reach on I'm sorry, man. That
3: wow, that sucks. Yeah, That's crazy. <laughs> that sucks. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a moment to just, like to myself? <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, what I'm realizing about myself as a player as this podcast goes on, uh, in, in, in that, I, that that I take enjoyment from deploying mechanical, technical things in rapid succession. Like I like a battle feeling, and the reason that I don't hold that i don't throw the bombs is it's not pleasurable to me i just want to go mm, right um i'm realizing that it, i'm i play like i played toad as a berserker <laughs> in super mario Two. <laughs>
3: <laughs> heather when you're playing like, are you constantly dashing are you constantly holding down the dash oh yeah, no, no, yeah never let
0: go of it never yeah. let go of it same here it's too slow otherwise you only you only walk in a game if you want to, like if you want to see like look fearless to the boss <laughs> like you like slow walk up
3: oh shit murder's different this time you're doing a slow
0: walk. <laughs>
1: well we should get to our final thoughts on super mario brothers 2 it's time for our review crew
2: review
0: crew. Review crew. A review crew.
1: so we'll each say something positive about this game and give it a score uh, i didn't get to this earlier so my positive thing is going to be the song that plays in pretty much every level of this game, it, with, with with little variation, uh, absent boss fights and some uh, maze-like uh, levels, the overworld theme for Super Mario Bros. 2, which I think is just delightful.
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: There's a uh, there's a big band cover of this I heard once that was just so such a bop great tune
3: Well you see Mario walking into like the saloon like swinging his pocket watch
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a uh, it's great I mean it gets you, it's it's great platforming music. Uh, I I really like this game. Um, I should note that the uh, the director of this game, uh, Kensuke Tanabe, was 25 years old when it released oh in North God. America, wow. which is oh. just a, yeah, real gut punch.
2: Uh, went on to have a Steam career.
1: I, I think this game is you know what a good a good analog for me because I love both franchises is Mission Impossible Two kind of the black sheep of the franchise. It's like it, it's it's a bit it's a divergence. It does something different, but it has elements that are seeded that are established for the rest of the series and it's kind of if you appreciate it for what it is, I think it's still pretty enjoyable and still uh, you know tickles the same scratches the same itch that a Mario that that a, that a con- more conventional Mario platformer is. Uh I'm going to give this I'm going to give this I think an 8.5. Oh, I, think wow. it's still, I think it still holds up pretty well. Heather, what do you think?
0: Uh, you know, I'm also going to cite a musical moment from this game that is my most pleasurable moment in Super Mario 2. Uh, on iTunes, this is the only track that I have from Mario 2 in my library. So I love this song. And it's the way that you begin your journey, it's the level, it's the character select song from Super Mario Brothers 2. Hit it! Hell yeah. I mean, it's just so good. And then... It's a bop. Oh, I love it. Mm. Like, so much talent Yeah. in a menu screen.
2: Yeah.
3: Going going, to, going, crazy on that solo. That's great.
2: Yeah.
0: Fucking so yeah, good. True. Um. That being said, this is my least favorite <laughs> Mario game in existence. <laughs> uh, I don't appreciate that Luigi was made canonically awful uh they they could have kept him just a re- like green Mario he would have been fine but they made him they stretched him out and they made his legs wiggle and that I think that defined his personality for all time like imagine a longer thinner Mickey Mouse nobody would like that he's already Mickey Mouse I love him what no yeah, it no cool. you do, you're, you're being very
1: red like a tall and Mickey I, yeah I also
0: think Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, look, maybe I'm just trying to rally the haters here. But like, I, I don't think anybody actually likes Luigi. I think you're all, you're you're all, you're all making, you're just, you, you (laughs) want to be the kind of person who likes (laughs) Luigi. (laughs) I'm a Luigi truther. How dare you? No, 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 I I won't accept it. I won't accept it.
1: It's important that beta males have a role model too. Yeah, so <laughs> no, a so so got here. <laughs> yeah.
3: I see that tall king coming with his green suspenders. He like that, his that guy. Voice is
0: his voice is like his legs. Like
3: <laughs> beautiful, toned.
1: Yeah, no, he's a defeated man. What do you expect?
3: Yeah, he's got all these ghosts to deal with. He's scared.
2: <laughs> what defeated him? <laughs> it's hard to live in your brother's shadow. Yeah, thank you, Matt. <laughs>
0: Do you guys have brothers whose shadows you live in? Yes, uh, not me. I, I do.
2: I do have brothers, but they, they live. In, they're my Luigi. <laughs>
0: uh, so I'm going to give. I'm going to give this a six. Uh, wow. It's it's a good mm. game. It's on. It's on the. It's beyond five, which I think is like a, just a middle game. So it's better than that. But don't like a puzzle. I don't like Luigi.
2: Wow, <laughs> mad I so for me, I mean, I said to you guys in in the, in the text thread that this to me is the cuphead of Mario. Like it's so punishingly <laughs> hard. Like there and there's like because there's very little you could do to like like not fuck up. Like I, it's very very challenging. You have to be very precise with your movement, your movements. I, you know, I died a lot. I was I was having a hard time with Birdo, the first Birdo. Like, I didn't understand that I could mm-hmm. jump on the egg. And I would just get hit by the egg constantly. And then I finally figured it out, moved on a little further than that. But this, I, I, I mean, I didn't enjoy it. It's not like it's a bad game. I, like, get, you know, contextually why it's this way. If I had played this instead of a, you know, because, like, Mario 3 is a return to form and and, right. uh, and yeah. an improvement Upon Mario, like just period, like it's just it's perfect. Um, but this, if I would have played this at the time, I would not have really liked it, just because it doesn't. It's not doing what I like in a Mario game. It's not, you know, the the my favorite thing about a Mario game is just getting to that like getting to that flag, sliding down <laughs> and moving on to the next next thing, little X style, just going all the way down 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 that pole. <laughs> So I I'm gonna give, but uh, my positive thing I will say is that I do love that Toad is just a beast. Is just like a is is just yeah. like the swole king. It's a swole yeah, he king. He's like a tiny little guy. And he's just like back the fuck off. <laughs> I, so I love that. And you know what? Like I like the. I, I do I like the art style of the game. It's uh, it's nicer to look at than the original Mario One and and the lost levels. But I'll I'll give this uh hmm I'll give it a I'll give it a seven because it's not my favorite. Uh, it's not my. I mean, look, we've played worse Mario games. We've played worse games than this. Like this game is good. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's not my. It's not to me. It's not my Mario. You should Matt. Have you messed around with the lost levels ever? I have a little bit, yeah, and it's also yeah. hard, but in, like, a way that I'm more satisfied by, because mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. like... It's, well, you know it's the mechanics. Li- yeah, it's a little just more of what I'm used to, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I guess if you're if you're just learning, if you're trying to figure out how this game plays, because a, a lot of it does not make a lick of sense. No. Um, like you were saying. Uh, all right, Zig, something positive and your score.
3: I, I will say uh, I did enjoy aspects of the level design. Like, I like that you can go left to right, up to down, and sometimes right to left. Like, it's just... Uh, like traditionally, like most side scrollers of that era were just going in one direction. So like, I enjoyed that. And I also liked the levels where like, like the original Mario where like it's like uh, sort of a loop. So if you go left, you can come out on the right side of the screen. If you go right, you can come out the left side of the screen. I really enjoyed that. And I loved how they used it for some of the boss fights. Like when you fight the big fireball guy, like you can just like, oh yeah, keep going from one side to the other. I really enjoyed that. Um, but like Heather, I would give this a solid six. Um, it's, it is not, it's not. The worst Mario game I played is not the worst game ever, but it is such a departure from what I'm used to with Mario and not in a departure in the sense where like, you know, they usually innovate Mario in interesting ways. Like I didn't necessarily it just doesn't seem it just didn't seem, Um, I don't know, mechanics didn't match the the story, if that makes sense to me, uh, or if that makes sense, where like. I don't know, it, it, like the turnip, pulling up turnips and like throwing him at bad guys. Like I feel like if I just played the original Doki Doki Panic, I'll probably think, "Oh, this is like a weird, um, it's a weird little like Japanese gem," and I would enjoy it in that context. But like as a Mario game, I think it 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 probably is worse than than most of the other Mario games.
1: Um, I booted up a little Doki Doki Panic just watch just just uh, on an emulator just for a bit and. It starts with like a an intro cinematic where like a family is sucked into a book and transformed. It gives you a lot more context for what's actually happening that they just completely were like, ah, fuck it, we'll just put in the instruction manual when they reskinned it as Mario. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what you're talking about like in in terms of the verticality, it's uh, from what I read, the way this game was prototyped is it was originally just supposed to be like a like a a, a top to or a bottom to top like your like a an upward oh. scrolling game, and so a lot of what they established initially were like stack the mushroom blocks to ascend to higher heights and eventually they were like this is too tedious and expanded it and added added more uh more play style but there you go hey those were our thoughts but heather maybe we're wrong
0: maybe we were wrong we We have reviews from all over the internet that are Contrary to the opinions that we've just formed. So if we mm. liked the game, these are negative reviews. And if we didn't like the game, these are positive reviews. That's how we were wrong.
1: That's right. I've got a,
0: <laughs> I've got a review here <laughs> from Reddit. Uh, it is posted in the NES forum by nerdy one, 20, months ago and has zero upvotes, which means that the only, I think the only vote that it's gotten is a, Downvote, because I think everything starts at one. I think one person downvote. Anyway, don't get me wrong. Super Mario Brothers 2 is a good, fun game. The problem is it shouldn't be called a Mario game because it is nothing like any of the other Mario games in any way. Most of you probably know this, but there was originally a real Super Mario Brothers 2, but it was only released in Japan and it never got an international release because it was too hard or something. So Nintendo decided to be lazy and make a new game called Super Mario Brothers 2. (gasps) Super Mario Brothers 2 is the exact same game as another game called Doki Doki Panic. All they did was change some of the sprites to Mario Sprites. That's all they did. It's just a rebranded Doki Doki Panic with Mario characters. It's a lazy ROM hack of Doki Doki Panic. It's the same as if you took Pokemon Fire Red and you changed a few sprites and called it a completely different game. Because <laughs> that Super Mario Brothers 2 is a bad game. It's just it's not a Mario game. It's a game that already exists. Mm. Wow. I actually cut. I cut half of that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's like uh, that's standard for me. It's amazing how many people, people write 10,000 words about a game they disliked and just, it's, it's so common for these to go on and on and on, including this one, which I have an excerpt from. This is a three out of 10 game facts review by Aristotle. Ick. (laughs) This game was one of the first I bought for my NES. I always loved it up until about three years ago. It just got boring. The sound was mostly what drove me to insanity with this game. It is some of the most annoying I've ever experienced. Also, the gameplay, story, and controls are not some of the best ever made for the NES either. The gameplay is horrible. For some reason, the game feels fake, different than the first and third games. I absolutely hate those door potions that you throw when they open up. I can hardly ever do those things. And I hate the fact that you can choose from five different characters. Only four. I mean, <laughs> if I play a game named Mario, I want to play as Mario, not Luigi or the princess. One last bad <laughs> point. Why can't all the characters have the same abilities? Sure, it's more lifelike, but I want it equal. Overall, I hated SMB2. I'd much rather own the first and third. I hated everything about this game. Do not get it. Period. No good points. Wow. Brutal. I mean, he didn't like the character select.
0: Yeah. And thought there were more.
3: Yes. <laughs> I like that he said no good points, but still gave it three out of ten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <What'd he> like? <laughs> uh, I mean, that the tone of all of my negative reviews is the same, mm-hmm. uh, I've got a Metacritic review here that's a a three out of 10 that just says, why does Super Mario Brothers 2 not got into the USA? Because it was too hard and instead get bootleg Doki Doki Panic and name it Super Mario Brothers 2 USA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot of people just furious that this is this is different than a normal Mario. And I, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, that might be that might be a stumbling block you can't get over, and that's fair.
0: Or how about this one? CCXS four years ago writes, Another thing that pissed me off about the American Super Mario Bros. 2 was that the ending revealed that the whole game was only Mario's dream, meaning the whole game was pointless.
1: <laughs> uh, I love that. I have a little something from the aforementioned first issue of Nintendo Power, which... Profiled and previewed Super Mario Brothers 2 introducing it to my young eyes I'll just read it I'll just read this a little bit of text because there's it's like a it's like an eight page uh, blowout and it's amazing. Know your enemies in subcon <laughs> the World of Dreams, you'll find many different and strange creatures lurking at every turn. They are the moppets of Wart who try in every way they can to interfere with and stop the brave Mario Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and toad. The mushroom retainer. The key to victory lies in your ability to study and learn the different strengths and weaknesses of each moppet. That way you can plan the best way to tackle him. After you learn how to beat every one of them, you can head for World 7 where Wart awaits you.
3: Moppet? Is Moppet in the manual?
2: I
0: don't know.
3: These guys are called Moppets? Yeah, is that the nomenclature for the, the enemies? I, I guess. W- I would
0: have to I'd have to look it up. I don't I have no idea. Nick, do you think you're a moppet?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm probably part moppet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> to my dad's side. Um the, the I I love that they've given Toad the title The Mushroom Retainer.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. He's going from prefecture to prefecture making sure the diet gets his,
1: <laughs> his bags of rice or whatever. Uh by the way, we they you mentioned that that you in the manual it talks about how Wart hates vegetables. The way you finally beat Wart Is that you have to time your throws of vegetables, you have to time your tosses of vegetables when his mouth is open uh, and he's breathing bubbles at you. And so you're literally feeding him vegetables to kill him. There you go. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wait, Nick, you rolled credits on this game, right?
1: Yeah, I played through it. I mean, I made use of save states, so I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't authentically Mm. get my way through it, but I've beaten it authentically before. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Well, never mind. I I was just gonna say, well, I mean, I guess mind. Which is that I think you're the only one of us who beat it for this record. And I wanted to salute you for a game well played. Thank you,
1: Heather.
3: But
2: (laughs) I
1: cheated.
3: I cheated. Stolen valor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hate to see it. Yeah. It is
1: a great ending. Just like, like it, it looks better than, it sh- than an NES cinematic should. The, the big old snoring Mario snoozing. It, it's, 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 uh, it's, it was pretty dazzling at the
2: time. Hey, it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right. This one comes from Cat Yowl in our email, and they write, What did you always imagine the health potion in a video game would taste like? Great question. Whoa, I love this.
1: Uh I feel like a like a strawberry soda is how I always kind of
3: thought mm. of it. I was gonna say Apple Jolly Rancher. Oh, that's good.
0: Oh. What? Yeah. It's good. It's good. Mm. I uh I went real far out of my way back when um Final Fantasy Potion came out mm-hmm. in those little glass bottles. Uh I or maybe they were plastic, can't really remember. And I went I I like went on a road trip to an import shop that was selling them for like $15 a bottle uh, (laughs) and tried one. And it was just like, yeah, it was like a a fruity soda pop. And I feel like that's canon. That's official. That's how a potion tastes.
1: (laughs) If I give an alt, the the other the other taste I think of with potions often is like blue. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. like flavor, like, yeah. you know, like a blue flavor, like like a blue Gatorade. It's kind of, it's got a very distinct sort of co- quality to it, or like mm-hmm. a blue water pop. It's not exactly blueberry. It's just kind of a weirdly sort of. It's like a berry. Uh, it's a combo of berry and citrus. Uh, do we think things kind of vaguely- are,
3: are carbonated? I just I like they're carbonated for some reason.
2: I do think so. I do yeah. think they got
3: a little bit of bubbles.
1: Yeah, I, for sure.
2: I think they have bubbles, but for some reason, I also think they're kind of thick. Like, like, they, like, dummy they, thick? like mm, yeah, they're right. like, <laughs> like, dummy thick. No, they sort of like have like a, <laughs> like, a, um, like a medicinal quality, like, you know, like a, you know, liquid, uh, right. Tylenol or something. Um, like
3: a boba tea almost like that, like that mm. level of thickness. Not,
2: <laughs> yeah. Like those, are, I, the bubbles are thick. I mean like, yeah, they have little like balls floating in them, but yeah, something like sort of thick, you know, thicker than soda. But not thick like um, like honey, like you know, like right. sort of somewhere somewhere in there.
1: I I think it probably also depends on the on the IP because I think probably the darker the universe, the worse I think a potion tastes. Oh yeah, like I feel like in like a Diablo <laughs> game, it's like it's like drinking the liquid you have to like gorge on before you have a colonoscopy. It's just like <laughs> extremely unpleasant, but it's a medical necessity to stay alive.
2: Yeah, in Pokemon, it's like actual like medicine like it's like it looks like right. in it like it's a spray i think but it looks like they, they would just like you know sort of like shoot it into your into your arm
3: i bet it tastes like mouthwash oh
2: yeah
3: <laughs> it's medicinal
2: yeah, yeah yeah um
1: hit us up with your theories tell us how you think a potion tastes. And send us your questions on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 6162-PLAYED. That 616 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. He'll fix the flub I just had where I said his name wrong. <laughs> and our guest today has been cody Ziegler. cody thank you so much for joining us uh tell us about the comic and anything else you'd like to plug
3: oh thanks for having me yeah uh, i got a new comic coming out by the time that this drops on may 26 called siege society number one it's my first one shot it's very fun uh it's about uh, a black batman beating up a nazi It's right up my alley it's very great really fun uh check out miles morales uh spider-man number 27 i got a backup in that uh Super fun, uh, super, very, very me. If you read it, you're like, oh, that's Cody Ziggler. I, I know that guy intimately now. Uh, <laughs> other than that, um, everyone that's been on this show, uh, save for Devin, which means, you know, that at some point, uh, has been on the show called The Dark Weeb. I host with my boy, Brady Reed. We just nerd out about anime and video games and all of the type of nerd shit. Uh, it's really fun. And um, check me out on Gay for Zig on any of them social medias, baby.
2: Check all that out. And Matt, tell us next week's game. Well, next week we're spending 70 minutes in Mario Heaven. Goodbye, everyone.
0: A goodbye, a bucket. <laughs> Edge
1: in a bouncer voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Superstar)